I shall defeat you. No, I was gonna I was gonna say that you had a little bit of Sean Connery in there, but uh, sure that works too. I, I like mine better. But um, so hear ye, hear ye, and welcome, lords and ladies, to Geeks with Kids, the bi-weekly geeky podcast. From a parenting point of view, I am thy host, Eric, and I am joined by Sir Steve, Steve of the realm. Uh, I don't know, downtown Toronto. Yes, <laughs> of the GTA. <laughs> and uh, uh sir mike haha ah well, you decided to go both uh you didn't want to go page this time did you no <laughs> because that's we were fine. making that's fun of the whole page much more humorous haha bit of an uh-huh. upgrade well you know that's how that's how it works you become a page first and then you become a knight we or, learned that we did learn this um so um welcome to geeks with kids um and you're probably wondering why we're talking like that because <laughs> um, we went to medieval times we did a little field trip the three of us and our families decided to and go on down to the french canadian kids yeah we all decided to go to yeah. toronto and uh have a blast last night at uh medieval times all well, that we'll talk about that in our review uh so yeah i guess um how should we start this up um have you guys ever like when did you first hear about Medieval Times and like what were your initial thoughts of it? Uh, let's go with Mike first. Okay, so my first exposure to Medieval Times would have to be the uh, the the very famous Jim Carrey movie, The Cable Guy, and <laughs> yeah. um, watching that and uh, uh, seeing uh, Jim Carrey uh, on the in, in the arena uh, battling, and then uh, actually realizing that there was a uh, Medieval Times. Uh, nearby um, in, in Toronto, and I had the opportunity to to go a few times. And uh, um, uh, recently, I was able to take uh, like, well, not not as recently as yesterday, but recently, a few years back, I was able to take my whole family to go see it, and and uh, and it was a fantastic experience then, and it it was a fantastic experience uh, the show that we saw yesterday. Um, just just it's so different, it's so unique, and and so for me, that was sort of my my first exposure to it, and then and then sort of subsequent exposures to it. What about you, Steve? Um, well, I uh, I think uh, when I was a child, uh, I was traveling with uh, my parents in the states, and uh, we came across one. Now I might be remembering it wrong, but I I feel like it was like a castle in the middle of nowhere. It was like <laughs> just sort of a weird experience, and we looked into it, and then we uh, we checked out the show the next day, and I, I'm sure I had a really good time. And um, yeah, you know, uh, I never actually saw Cable Guy, so I don't really know how. Medieval Times is presented in that film. But um, the other experience I had uh, when I was young, uh, when they opened up the Toronto Medieval Times, uh, I think I was still maybe, I don't know if I was in high school or in grade school. I guess it was. Well, they said it it came out um, 32 years ago. No, but that was, I think that was, was that the Toronto branch or was that? Oh, no, no, sorry, 22 years ago. Yeah. 24. So, uh, but I remember they actually came by the school and they did like a, a, they had a, battle like right on our stage you know which was really cool and that got us all hyped up for it oh, so wow. yeah that's awesome yeah and yeah. uh and then i uh, i went uh, for a friend's birthday uh his 30th birthday uh and uh, that was a great time <laughs> and then of course yesterday yeah nice yeah so i think the first thing i remember was seeing the commercials for medieval times i think when it was opening in toronto they just sort of blasted all of the local yeah. 
stations. And then Cable Guy came out not too long afterwards. So, you know, seeing those two, you're like, oh, it, yeah. So, you know, it was sort of everywhere. I didn't get a chance to go until just, I guess, two years ago now, a year and a half or two years ago. Mm. Um, so that was my first exposure to it. And, you know, I had a lot of fun and I've been trying to go back since. So, yeah, they're lucky to- enough to go. Yesterday. They used to market it quite heavily. Like I remember the ads like going on all the time, and I was always really surprised, you know, because I, mean, I just remember yeah. the you know medieval times dinner and theater, you know, I just on the radio, you know. But uh, I'm glad to see that uh, you know it's still doing so well, even without all the advertising. You know, like it's just become you know part of the Toronto landscape. And I think for mm-hmm. a lot of kids, their their first exposure to it is actually uh, the school trip. Um, mm-hmm. because, uh, a lot of, uh, teachers are able to integrate it into the, uh, the grade four social studies curriculum, uh, looking at early civilizations and, and, and medieval times in, in general. So for a lot of young people, that trip to medieval times comes, uh, right, right from school and, That's fantastic. and get to go and see it. And, and as, as um, as you know, you'll hear in, in, in our upcoming, uh, interview, uh, w- with a few members of, of that group, um, th- there actually is a show that's geared specifically, uh, toward kids, which, uh, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. The, 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 the one that, um, they talk about in the interview, the bullying one was actually just created, I think a year or two ago, like it was made specif- um, especially for kids. So that was neat. They sort of did a, I guess a revamped version of their normal show before, but they wanted to touch the whole bullying aspect. Yeah, that you know is very prominent in our society now. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really neat that they they have multiple scripts and can tailor it, uh, especially because it was uh, the the one that we went to was was for schools. I mean, everyone there was was from a school pretty much. For, for <laughs> it, it was back. it was fourteen French schools and us. Yeah, the yeah. one podcast. <laughs> So, um, so um, full disclosure to everyone listening, we were in contact with Medieval Times and they were able to give us tickets to come see the show and, you know, review it and talk about it honestly to our listeners. Um, so that's how we were able to go to the show. And we were lucky enough to have like a, a sold out show like that wasn't planned beforehand. It just happened that way. So and, and we, cool. we, we were able to bring our kids to the show as well, which was is, well, goes I, I think, along with our, our, uh, our, you know, the, the, the mantle of this podcast, right, is to really so how, how do we get our kids involved in, in sort of our geek lifestyle? So, um, well, and it, it's also like there's such a wide range of all the like the people that are in our families, like we have kids as, like super young and then not super old, but, you know, get, getting into the later teens. Wait, mm-hmm. later teens? Yes. Yeah, that seems right. I was, I was, I was pretty sure not early twenties, um, but um, yeah. So it was nice to hear the the reactions from both the little ones, and then Evan's just a little bit older than the little ones, all the way up. So uh, yeah, that was cool. Should mm-hmm. should we actually talk about the the show? Does someone want to explain what happened in the show, like the story? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I... But Mike, Steve. Sure. Uh, okay. Well, um, story plot. Remember. Just tell us the, the plot. 
Okay, well, I mean, the I guess uh, if you've never been to Medieval Times, um, they they just throw you right in, uh, and the, they are the characters uh, from that particular time period, and we're all just magically transported there, and we're just there to witness it, and we get to enjoy, you know, a meal, you know, of uh, you know, uh, of the era, you know, while we're there, and uh, the basic premise is that there are uh, knights from various regions who have gathered. Um, there are six um, represented at the by- behest of the princess. At the best of the princess, yes. And uh, her father, the king, uh, is there to uh, observe uh, the contest. And, uh, yeah, they do various uh, competitions. Uh, There's, like, um, they have to uh, catch uh, rings with their lances. There's um, a spear throwing. Um, And uh, eventually it uh, it comes down to uh, jousting and uh, one-on-one combat. Um, so we probably but, don't want to uh, go too too much into any type of uh, of, of spoilers yeah, as well of for the show, just in case people haven't seen. No, no, no. We're we're gonna we're gonna talk about the story because it's fine. <laughs> well, we can talk about how like this this plot is different than previous plots. If you've actually gone, there's actually a herald from a warring country. Yes, from the comes, north that comes by and sort of you know starts you know starts some some, some crap there. So and then you know. They send their champions to fight and blah, 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 blah. That's the basic premise of the show. Mm. But all the while, we're having... Yeah, sorry. So I was going to say sort of sprinkled throughout the show is, is a lot of, of, of fantastic um, uh, displays of, 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 of uh, animal um, uh, yes. presentation. We get to see some falcons. We get to see horses just doing incredible things right in front of us uh, while we're enjoying our meal and, and, uh, and participating in the, uh, in the cheering. And it's, it's fantastic. Would you guys... What did you guys think of the hawk or the falcon? Like that was great. Uh, no, it, I don't. It, that was amazing. It's incredible. When when like, you feel the wind of the falcon just swooping over you, it's, it's mm-hmm. it makes it feel so like real. Like it's wow. There's a there's a, a bird of prey that just swooped right over my head, probably about three feet over my head. Uh, yeah. Well, it was closer, man. There, there. Yeah, it's no, closer. It was closer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess just to explain, uh, the arena in Toronto is. Uh, it's it's small enough that uh, you have a very intimate relationship with you know the uh, what's happening in, in the center and it's divided up into six sec- uh, sections so that uh, every section has a night for which they are cheering for so you get this this extra you know kind of competition you know and 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 vested interest you know in your nights and so um, the the Falcon uh, does figure eights uh, over the entire um, arena, and it just it, it literally flies like right over your head because it's not that big a space uh, when you get right down to it. So it, it really is a it really is an amazing um, space for this type of show. So for people who haven't gone, um, just imagine a hockey arena. That's pretty much the size of it. It, it felt like that. Just like I a, think it's smaller though. Yeah. I think it's tighter than that. Really. Yeah. Yeah, I felt, not, I felt that. I don't know. Maybe it was because we were so close to the front; it just looked giant to me. Yeah. But to to go off the Falcon thing, my friend, <laughs> I had a friend that I have a friend. She's not dead. <laughs> that's uh, that's afraid of birds, and found out that the Falcon oh, no. was going to come out. So she went to the back, like by the doors, you know, to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help. Apparently, that didn't help because that's where the bird flies. So oh. She was freaking out. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> and it made so many passes too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, it was it was incredible. Like just the precision of yeah. the the I don't want to say animal keepers, but you know yeah. that 
the animal mastery in the whole show was great. Like I sort of felt bad for the the horse master. Is that master of horses? Horse master, mm. I think that's right. Mm. Because he did this whole like like dance with a horse. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's an, if there's an easier way of saying, but it was pretty much a dance with a horse. Mm-hmm. And people were eating at that time, and but no one uh, like occasionally people yeah. were clapping, but because we were eating with our hands, it's like we're clapping partially with our hands. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah. I, I do feel that that unfortunately does happen. I mean, because you'll have servers talking to you, and and but I, I mean at the same time, like there's always something going on. So you know, it, it ensures that it's an entertaining event for somebody. You know, everybody. You know, no matter what's happening. So, but yeah, what were um, how are the um the actual the actual events so the jousting the the sword play the um there was that one where they were doing a like a relay oh that, uh, I, like, I like that one yeah. a lot that was really cool mm-hmm. yeah i felt i was like, oh man it, it, was, it was so much fun like <clears throat> it it's incredible how much stamina and and i guess uh, i don't want to keep on saying endurance that's so the same thing but like how fit you had to be as a knight to do all of that stuff because mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. for the people who haven't seen the show all of the weapons and stuff they're not real real but they're heavy so you can hurt each other oh yeah, yeah they're metal and, and they're and they're, they spark when they hit so there's, yeah, there's, there's real yeah. clashing going on they're saying the swords were made out of titanium so that's not a dull metal yeah, and they they pull out. Uh, there's uh, they have a mace and an axe and uh, a polearm and um, a flail, and uh, when those things impact, man, it is it is loud. It is visceral. Well, they're definitely breaking like mm-hmm. jousting spears and um, what are they called? Uh, the shields, yeah. which is amazing because um, the splinters were everywhere and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um. What. So, because it is a show, there was acting and stuff. What did you guys think of the acting overall from the, uh, you know, the king, the MC, the the princess, um, and the very little acting that the knights did? Uh, no, I thought it was fun. I mean, yeah, they, the the MC and the and the king and the princess do drive the show. Um, they 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 are the plot, right? Basically, I mean, because the knights, the knights, it's it's all in like uh, the attitude that they show when they're fighting. But really, up until that point, you really don't know that much about them. Although I did quite like our knight, uh, the red and yellow, because he, he had this yeah. he had this grin on his face every time you passed by, and it was just you couldn't help but love the guy. It was yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah. Same with the green knight. The green knight was also really good with his uh i assume all of them were really good in their sections yeah but i love that um occasionally you'd have a, an opposing knight come up to your section and be like ah and yeah like yeah, oh exactly. we hate you so much but to get <laughs> all, all based on nothing but i hate you right now <laughs> <laughs> yes like uh, the one that uh really stood out for me that did that was the yellow knight the Jason Momoa looking knight. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> he did it to us and I was like, oh, you're so amazing, but I hate you right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought that the way that they spoke really, <clears throat> really added a lot to the story as well, right? Like, um, we uh, when we started the show, we were doing our, our best sort of uh, medieval voices, but they kept that going through the entirety. And it really made you feel like you were there. It, it made you mm-hmm. feel like... Um, that you were you were in this sort of epic world and and there was all of this uh this this uh going on around you and and you couldn't help but be sort of swept up in it because of the way they were speaking how loudly they were speaking how much they were pronouncing everything and and you felt the urgency 
I think it helped that um, as soon as you enter the castle, the actual castle, you go in and you're greeted by, say, a princess or a king or, you know, one of the people, animal handlers, and they're all in character already. Mm -hmm. So you get that immersion as soon as you go in. You know, it's like you are actually going through that portal, you know, to there. And then I guess you get into this portal where they're selling you stuff. But all the stuff looked really <laughs> cool and, and shiny and everyone was speaking with their accents. Um, so... That was nice. Um, yeah, the immersion really is something that's hard to hard to describe. But yeah, you just once so once you're there, you're there, and everybody's like you know in their part, and it, it really is a lot of fun, right? Right out of the gate, and it's great because like so I do I know Mal Mallory, and she's she's the princess um, for certain shows, but she'll always she'll stay in character the whole time, and I was just like, you're awesome. Like that's a that's a great thing. You don't want to ruin that for kids. It's like going to Disneyland and Mickey taking his head off. Mm, well, right? that, that that Harold from the North, man, like after the show, nobody wanted to talk to him. I mean, <laughs> which was, was bad just, because he was, was amazing. But I mean, he was he was still in character. He was like walking around like he owned the yeah, place. Yeah, he had an angry was, look on his face. Yeah, that, I, it was kind of scary. Like, <laughs> I it was so good. I wanted to go up and be like, you have an amazing voice and presence. And that's that's the good thing. Like each of the, the knights had their had a presence on stage like that was just like each one was regal or they were um that the herald was very like imposing like we were talking about and yeah. the mc like what what do you what did you guys think of the mc the mc was pretty much the driving force for yes. everything yeah his sense of humor and uh and the way he uh, carried himself will really set the tone i mean he's the first person you you hear speak uh, while you're gathering in the waiting area so he uh he really carries the show because uh, it's his his voice that you hear for the majority of it and uh yeah he was a lot of fun he, he was having mm -hmm. fun with the audience right from the beginning like like you say that right right before you even go in the arena he was making jokes like oh and i think that's all that needs to go in for now oh i'm so sorry i forgot the yellow or something like that like he, he, he was having <laughs> a lot of fun with them and and it immediately endears him to the audience and then when he's when he's you know cracking jokes as part of the the actual performance um r right away you, you you feel comfortable with it and you feel like he's he's sort of the uh the comic relief or or for the show yes <laughs> yeah it, it's funny because i wonder if it if it feels a little different when when it's mostly adults like we had a lot of kids and they were playing off that mm. energy um i wonder if like uh, we should have asked how how it's like wh what the difference is when it's like a yeah, bunch of drunken show. a bunch of drunken uh, bachelor parties. Well, they, I know they, a lot of bachelor parties do go there. Well, they did. They did, uh, Kyle, uh, who uh, we speak uh, to later, uh, as was the Green Knight, and he, and he was saying how like yeah, it does make a difference the energy of the crowds. You know, like that's something that you can't predict. You know, it really depends. And yeah, the kids we were with were really into it. I mean, they were like screaming and they were like really, really getting into it. So yeah. I, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it'd be interesting to 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 hear what the differences with an adult show. Yeah, since we were we we're talking about kids anyway, what did our kids? Uh think of it like show so how what did your kids think of it well i mean part part of the show is that whenever the knights win their particular competition they they get a bunch of flowers that uh, that they can hand out to specific people in their section and so everyone's cheering and they want you know they want a flower to be given to them and and so my daughter actually received a flower from from the night i believe yours did as well eric and and yeah, yeah. and 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 wow like the look on her face when when she got that flower um, <laughs> like she was so excited, and, and I mean, I, I think that goes along with with how the audience was was sort of motivating their nights because you know they 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 wanted to be sort of recognized by their night and and perhaps be 
uh, <laughs> be given a gift. So I, I know that my kids both like were so involved. My son actually got mad at the people next to us, um, <laughs> next to us oh, no. and, and they were cheering for the Herald of the North and uh, d- during oh. one of the battles. And, uh, and my son turns to them and says, no, that's the bad guy. <laughs> so he that's was so adorable. engaged. It was, it was really exciting to watch. <laughs> what about you, Steve? Well, we didn't, uh, uh, they didn't, they had never been to a show like this before, so they didn't really know what to expect. So they were quite impressed with, uh, with the immersion, like, uh, what I was talking about before, like just, just to, just to be there in the presence of all those beautiful animals, the horses, the, the horsemanship and, uh, and to just like immediately become part of a, a crowd, you know, uh, against another crowd, uh, that, that really, uh, that really impressed them and, and gave them a good time. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go off of uh, Mike's because my kid also got a flower. Mm. So she was like, I'm pretty sure if I was at uh, at her age and uh, got a flower mm-hmm. for my night, it would be like Brian Adams would be playing in my ears. It'd be like, I would die for you. I'd <laughs> you know, the whole Robin Hood song would be playing. In my head. But she was like, she she loved her night. She even though she was a little bit scared, like when when mm. she ended up getting that little the sash thing yeah uh, um yeah she she but she was she was really into the whole night thing like she was cheering she had both of her she took my little flag and she had little flags in both of her hands she was just waving them <laughs> all over the place it was so cute it was it was nice seeing uh both of uh, our daughters me and you mike um just like super into oh, it yeah. like they, they were, like they were all in princess into mode it. for sure yeah, and I I know my kid didn't want to leave after after <laughs> going to the show. She's like, "Why are we leaving the castle? Why can't we sleep there with the horses?" Like, <laughs> uh, look around. We're in a castle. Why? W- w- nothing is better than a castle. Why are we leaving? Exactly. <laughs> she tried to see the horses afterwards. I'm like, they're 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 going to bed now, man. <laughs> and you need to go to bed too. <laughs> I, I um. So we we were talking about the the actors and um and all the 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 nights on on the actual stage but another important aspect of the show was the food so before we talk about the actual food we got um our server we should talk about our server because he actually got to go on on like down into the ring for a yeah, little bit he was a squire at one point he was yeah. a squire and he like we had met him just like a keep a few seconds beforehand and then he was down there like trying to get us to cheer for our section he was awesome yeah like what did you think of our the servers? Like they had to be they had to be like really into it and also, you know, do the important thing of giving us our food and stuff, right? Like you're serving yeah, a attentive. lot of people in the dark. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, our guy was great. Um he really he really did a fantastic job. He was very attentive. He he made sure, you know, that we were taken care of and uh yeah, he was he was so good because he he was into it as well and he was trying to get us you know into motivated too so it really it added to the night definitely Mm -hmm. i thought it was really funny that um whenever our night would come over and start cheering he would cheer as well yeah like and try and get us to cheer i was like oh man you you are really into it that's that's great (laughs) and and i we had dietary concerns at our table and he made sure that everything was yeah you know proper so that that's yeah he was really on the ball yeah and what they said there was like 1300 people yeah. there right so that's a lot of servers uh taking care of a lot of people and and, mm-hmm. and each of us got half of a chicken 
and yeah, yeah. yeah let's let's talk about the actual yeah. food. What did so the, the first thing we got was a tomato bisque. So yeah, delicious. Mm-hmm. Which, yes, delicious. That was really good. Like, it was really good. I really wanted more. I was hoping they'd come around again and be like, "Do you want more?" I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, I would love more soon." <laughs> Um, and you got a you got a bowl with a handle on it. Everything was done uh, for those who don't know. You don't eat with utensils there unless you get the I guess the vegan plates. They got utensils. yeah vegetarian and vegan yeah. Um, but everything else where we got to be animals and just, just eat with our hands yeah yeah, yeah fryer tuck style. So after the bisque, we got what do we garlic, have? Bread. garlic bread. I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess I think that was supposed to go with the bisque. <laughs> we we're probably probably supposed to yeah the timing so. yeah but whatever. Um, and yeah. then the half chicken. The half chicken was huge. I could not finish mine. And then a potato. Uh, but it was really, uh, really well done. Like it was really well cooked. Like it, it, it tasted delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my chicken was so hot when I, because it, it came out, I was hungry. So I immediately dove into it and I was like, oh my God, this chicken was actually just cooked. <laughs> it, it hurts. <laughs> but it was, it was really good. My kid stole my drumstick. I was sort of upset about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, what, what was next? Uh, uh, we had uh, there was a potato and uh, corn. The corn um, had had like butter and something on it. Yeah, that made it yeah. feel a little sweet. Yeah, I was fine with mm. that. Yeah, I wish it was. I the one complaint. I wish my corn was a little bit bigger. Like it was like half of a like. Um, like you almost wanted maybe. less chicken and more corn. Yeah, it was a yeah. lot of chicken. Yeah, no, a half mm-hmm. chicken I do think is maybe a little much. Yeah, it would have been better maybe with a, a quarter chicken and then maybe more veggies. But, but hey, you know, hey, half chicken, I can't really complain. Exactly. Um, I was gonna say, yeah, I usually get half a chicken at Swiss Chalet. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. I used to when I was younger and could handle that. And then, um, so after that, we got a. It was a dessert. Was that dessert? It was like a cake. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when I was there a year and a half ago. I had a, a little butter tart thing and it was it was small, it was all right. And then they had like a lemon loaf this time and it was it was really oh, good. Was, was I really it was great. My yeah. son didn't really want his, so I got to eat his too. It was awesome. I got I got really? my my daughter's too. Yeah. Um the the bad thing was is that I was so full from the chicken, I was like, I can only take like bites of this. <laughs> so full. And it's hard because you're like you're eating and you're like, Oh, I wanna I wanna look at this food and you know admire the the work but i'm watching people um swing swords at each other so mm-hmm. that was nice. and, and they're coming around while we're eating they're coming around uh, you see the the um the servers with trays of like light up uh objects that you can buy like light up glasses of of of, uh, of drink from the from the bar or light up uh roses or light yeah, up roses. swords did, did you guys get any of those things no i i did not but i was in the because I was so like, I felt I was like a hundred percent fully invested in the show that I was like, I need to buy everything. I'm the worst person <laughs> to take to anywhere because I will be like, yeah, I will buy that light up sword that probably costs two dollars. That sorry, that probably costs two dollars to make, but is like twenty bucks. Yeah, I'll buy that. Um, but my wife had my wallet, so they, all of <laughs> you that know, stuff was really cool. I actually picked up a um, a sword and shield. Um, last time I was at medieval oh, time, fun. so it's the the wooden sword and shield for the kids. So, yeah, um, nice. so my 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 kids actually were playing with that quite a bit today because they from last night they they, uh, well, they immediately went to sleep when we got home, but then they woke up this morning and they were like, "Oh, where's the sword and shield? We want to play, want to play knights." Mm. <laughs> I, and what's awesome. awesome, like uh, like you're talking, your kids were really excited to 
keep living that moment. My kid was talking about the show all day today. And when we first saw it, like a year and a half ago, she was like, she was a year and a half at that age. That was the first story she would tell other people. Like she was just learning how to talk. So she'd make horse noises and then take the flag around and start waving it and talk wow. about so cool. like do stuff like that. Like it's 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 such a it's such a visceral experience that it's something that she's she'll be excited for for weeks now. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. she'll 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 keep talking about it. I know I want to go back. Like That's if brilliant. they if they ever bring up that queen storyline, we'll mm-hmm. we'll definitely be there. Mm-hmm. As soon as it comes out, because I, I just want to. For those who don't know, they, they're they're making a new. Um, so currently, the it's this whole monarchy type storyline, right, where the king is the head of the kingdom. Uh, they're going to do this revamp where they're going to have a queen as the, I guess the head, which is awesome. Oh, uh, we should ask. Yeah, I wish we should we should ask them how um how they wrote the scripts. I assume they have like script writers or something. And it sounds like they do the same stories at all of them, like sort of all around North all America. So they probably have like a head office that takes care of all of their, their scripting. Yeah. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. well, well, the, the Green Knight uh, actor, uh, Kyle, was saying how like uh, he actually uh, filled in for someone at a different location at one point. Uh, so, yeah, they do have to unify. Well, I don't know if they have to, but that they do follow the same um, the same premise and uh, and uh, action sequences and uh, i think that's amazing you know that that it's it's so so well set up that they can just interchange between locations if, if needed mm-hmm. yeah it, it's yeah it was, it was great we, we'll, we'll probably break for the the interview in a couple of seconds but um before we do that um lasting impressions uh final thoughts on medieval times as a show and something that you could bring your family to uh let's go with shows first like I, I think I said this before, but it, it's so different than anything else that you can go and, and experience. Like it's it's not a night at the movies. It's not uh, just, you know, sitting at home playing video games. It's it's not, you know, going shopping or going out for dinner at a restaurant, a fancy restaurant with someone. It's it's very different. And, you know, you can bring your family. You you can you could go as just a, a date with someone uh, or with a bunch of your buddies to go see this. It's And it's um, a chance to experience something uh that um, is, is exciting and and a, a real visual spectacle, and um, I think that's what I enjoy most about it is that wow you're, you're not going to see this anywhere else. Yeah. Steve, yeah, I, I think Michael uh, really said it. Um, I guess I'll I'll come at it from a perspective of having been uh, a couple times as an adult now, and uh, and I'll, I guess I can also compare to say like uh, if anyone in our audience uh, has been to Las Vegas and they've seen some sort of uh, shows there. Um, Medieval Times uh, is is a long show. Um, and so unlike a lot of shows that you might catch at, uh, at different places like Niagara Falls or, or, um, or Las Vegas, uh, this, is, this is a show that um, is a very full experience and is very memorable. And, uh, and it is unique um, and they do a really good job. So I do think, uh, I do think it's, it's one that stands out and especially when it's in our own backyard. I mean, there's nothing like this anywhere else in, in you know, Toronto. So um, yeah, definitely a good time for all ages, um, all situations. Situations and uh, yeah, I, I kind of want to go back again now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so thumbs up from Mike and from Steven. I I also throw my hat into thumbs up. Like it's a lot of fun. Um, I know when I was younger, I always thought, man, maybe this will be kitschy, and you know, it, it's not. It's mm. actually it's done pretty pretty well. I know. Um, I know my kids 
uh, my kid <laughs> lo- love the show. Mm. So um, something that she'll she loves animals and seeing the animals there. It was just a, a great experience for her. She loved the whole <laughs> the whole storyline. Um, she she got a little violent, I think, because she wants to fight more. <laughs> but I think that that's a funny uh, little um, uh, side effect from this show. She's fine. She's not going to kill anyone. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I I know that some people might think it's a little expensive. Um, it's about forty dollars per ticket for uh, an adult. Um, but you know there there are always group rates and there's always Groupons and stuff like that. And yes, you should check the site for coupons. Um, just sign up with your email. I know they they occasionally um give out deals, and if your birthday's coming up, they give you a deal your whole month of your birthday. Um, so yeah, I I I, I really enjoyed it, and um. I, I would highly recommend it. I sort of want to go back with just like, like us, like I, guys. I, I think, I, I, <laughs> I think I'm just going to make a, a quick correction. I'm just taking a look at the website right now for medieval times yeah, yeah. and uh, a little bit, a little bit higher than what you had, had suggested, Eric. And, and I, I think it's, I think it starts at 44 and then you can add uh, for different tiers. Like we had a, we had a different tier than other. Yeah. People. Like it's, it's, it's showing me that, you know, during the month of May that adults are 47 95. Uh, but then it's, I was three dollars, but but then it's it's saying regular price is sixty five ninety five per adult. Yeah, yeah, no, that's it. That that is worth pointing out. Uh, but yeah. yeah, but like what Eric said though, there are a lot yeah. of uh, different deals that come up uh, kind of all the time. Yeah, all the time. But but it's worth yeah. it. You're and, getting and, food. You're getting entertainment for the night. Like what what are you going to spend to go yeah. see a, a movie? Like you could easily spend for for like to take your family to the to the movies. How much is that going to cost yeah. with popcorn and everything? Like, it's crazy. Tickets, tickets are tickets are $18 now, right? Yeah, and then movies. popcorn is like yeah. 4, 20 something dollars and then popcorn, popcorn and drink. Is 15. Yeah. No, when you really when we really add it up, yeah, no, it, it is they're very expensive just to go see the movies. And uh, and I I will say that yeah, going with adults is a great time. Like it really you're all adults and you're just like just losing your minds like shouting at your nights. It's uh it takes you back. <laughs> I really wish I had more of a voice because I had gone to Stratford the night before and I'd have I was yelling already and like my voice was sore, but like, even though my, it was a little bit raspy, I still yelled for my night and I was like, ah, yelling. Yeah. I shouldn't do that. Then it happened again. I'd be like, ah, <laughs> stop doing it. <laughs> like that's, a, that's how invested you get into the, the show. So that's, that's yeah. pretty awesome. No, um, it really, it is a good value. I, I just getting back to the ticket price because yeah, the, the, you get a huge meal and it is a, it's a show that is long enough that it will satisfy definitely because there's, there's a lot to see and uh, and they do uh, they do a good show. Yeah. So uh, since we were able to hook up with Medieval Times, we were able to talk to four people from the, the cast uh, last night and we're going to play a bit from the interview, maybe the whole interview. I don't know how I'm going to edit it right now, but let's uh, pop it in right about now. Hi, so listeners know me. I've been on the podcast a few times. I'm Mallory, uh, and I play the princess. I'm Matt Kennedy, and I play her father, the king. I'm John Frey, and I MC or play the Lord Chancellor, Sir Richard. I'm Kyle Stewart. I'm the head knight here, and I play all the knight characters, as well as the master of horse. Nice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Kyle's a very big deal. 
<laughs> I think he is. I think he is. <laughs> so I made a, uh, a list of questions, but if anybody wants to uh, elaborate on anything that you know might be an interesting story, uh, whatnot. But I guess just to start off, uh, how many people, including behind the scenes, does it take to do one show? Well, it takes uh, seven nights per show, six choirs, and we usually have about two extras. So about 15 people backstage. That's not including the king, the princess, the MC, the falconer, the trumpeters. I'd say about 25. Yeah, that, wow. yeah that's Around just there. in like cast. Yeah. And then you have all the serfs and wenches, yeah. um, which easily on a show like today, yeah. there's upwards of like 50 servers. I want it. Like there's a lot yeah. of people working. There's a lot of moving parts to come together to give away a show like this right. uh, efficiently, especially tonight. I mean, you're in, an, in attendance of 1,300 people or close yes. to it, I think. And I mean, that's a lot of people yeah, working full collectively house. together to go. Here, have a great time and make it, everybody's working very hard to make it look very easy, you know. Uh, this being a Saturday show, uh, were you all in the uh, earlier uh, show today? Myself and Kyle were. Yeah, we were. Okay. Kyle played the, uh, the villain uh, in the show, so Kyle was doing yes. a lot more. Tonight's, tonight's change-up roles every show. Yeah. Okay. So, like, uh, let's say uh, on a given Saturday then, what's the total rotating uh, cast uh, numbers? So usually for, in terms of like the princess, the king, and the MC, it's completely different casts each show. So that okay. would be six people on a two-show day. Nice. Um, plus the falconer, which sometimes is the same person for both shows, sometimes not. Um, and we also usually have two trumpeters, um, which we didn't have today for scheduling reasons. But there's, so that's additional people. Um, the knights, I think, are more consistently in... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the knights and squires work every day, and we just decide who's going to do what based on people's energy level and who, how many senior knights we have capable of doing the, the harder roles. Uh, right now, we're, we're at a shortage of senior knights. We have a lot of newer guys. Yeah. But most of our senior knights do every single show because wow. we uh, you know, do shifts for the, the younger knights. Um, for the, the knights, um, is is there a process to become one? Like, do you become a squire first, yep. and then every night starts a knight. as a squire? Actually, you start in stables first for about one to two weeks to get accustomed to the horses, learn how to wash them, take care of them, feed them, uh, bathe them, clean their stalls, pick up after them, and then you start as a squire. Um, you start running around in the sand right away. You'll have a, a shadow that runs along with you, tells you where to stand, where not to stand, kind of shows you the ropes. When you're ready to go by yourself, you're off by yourself. And then you have to learn our fight form. And when you pass our fight form test, then you're uh, upgraded to ride. And then it takes about six months to a year after that to learn uh, the skills necessary to ride well enough to perform in the show. So from squire all the way to being able to ride as a knight, how long would that take? Uh, it's different for everybody. I've seen people go in as, as quick as three months, and I've seen people take a year and a half to two years. Um, related to that, uh, how much day-to-day uh, -day, uh, practice do you guys need to do to maintain Right now, during the busy season, we come up in about an hour and a half to two hours before every show to do a little bit of training, and then we do the fights that we're going to do in those shows just to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Um, when it's slower season and we just have the shows on the weekend, we do nine-hour days on Wednesdays and Thursdays of just full training, and then Friday is six hours of training, then a show. Sunday's just two shows, and then, uh, sorry, Saturday's two shows, and then Sunday, one show in training. Wow. So on average, uh, how many shows do you guys do uh, per week or month? Right now, we have about two shows a day, six days a week. Wow. Mm -hmm. And yeah. in slow season, it's just four shows a week. Yeah, awesome. it really depends on the time of the year. Yeah. 
Um, March break, three shows every March, day. Yeah, March break's insane. Uh, right now, the reason we have two shows is because we do school, uh, school shows. Right. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so it so gets it, it busier. Is, in and of itself is a very different show. It's, it's half the part. It's parts of what you saw this evening, but it's also a completely different show. Oh, I didn't know that. Em- embrace a, a new approach to sort of chivalry and anti-bullying. So for Kyle's team, again, he has, they have to learn all that stuff plus the other show and apply it all on the right time at the right day. It's a, it's, a, it's a mighty task. These guys really are the hardest working guys. In a lot the can go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also that. Yeah, yeah actually, uh, that was something I was wondering about. Um, so, uh, not to spoil it for anybody, but um, so you were just saying there's some rotation in terms of uh, based on energy and you know yeah. how someone's feeling on, on a given day. But uh, in terms of like a lot of the, uh, the earlier uh, tests, I mean, people can get eliminated fairly e- easily, but ultimately it's the, the fight scene that determines everything, you know, yeah. in the end, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess related to that, um, do you have uh, any good stories of things that did go wrong and <laughs> how that uh, played out uh, with a in, a in a good way? I'm not really sure we should talk about that. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. I can tell you, though, that I, I as the king, and, and Mallory can speak to this as well, we we have this remarkable viewpoint of everything because we're up high, we're 15 feet above everything in front of, you know, a thousand people watching these things unfold in front of us. And, the, you know, the weapons are real. The guys are trained. I mean, it's, it's, it's not just stage combat. It's, like, it's a heightened sense of stage combat. And things happen, and the weapons are made of it's titanium, I think. Yep. And, you know, the sparks are real. And, you know, I've seen guys get a tss, and they still have to continue the fight. You know, they, um, we saw a, a, a gentleman for a few years ago, Phil, came off his horse and just popped his leg and, you know, oh, you can't move forward. And that's a live thing happening in front of us. And it's a very extraordinary thing to be a part of every time we see it. But at the same time, it's, it's also filled with a modicum of, oh, my God. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm in awe of, of the things these knights do on a daily basis. I would, I would never be able to jump off a horse <laughs> the way these guys do. And it's it's... You could. It's quite impressive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would never want to jump off a horse. Oh, After no, you do I, it once, you'll fall in love with it. Yeah. I feel like you would. I've known you long enough to, <laughs> to, know, to think that. Um, just based on all of that, like, how long have you guys been at Medieval Times for a long time? Uh, I've been here three years. Uh, it'll be f- five years in October. Hmm. Yeah, man. Wow. Uh, eight and a half for me. It'll be ten in January for me. Oh, awesome. How, and I know that um, when I came last time, it was, it was only like two years ago, and uh, things have changed even from then. Mm-hmm. Like, does the script change? Yeah, about frequently? every, usually five to six years, we'll get a whole new storyline, new yeah. script, mm-hmm. uh, new characters. The fights almost stay the same. We'll get a few new fights or modifications of the fights, and a few new stunts or modifications of stunts, but mm-hmm. the storyline will change every once in a while. Yeah. Well, even today, for example, you know, Kyle and I were talking about this earlier, true, that Tonight's show was the exact same show as this afternoon show on the page, except in the actual playing of it. It had a very different feel, and it, I think that's the, the other side of, of this place here. It's the acting stuff and the theatricality. Mm-hmm. Of when you're in a scene with somebody and something new happens, sure, you're using the same words, but it's the actual reveal of those things. You know, the beats are different. Yeah, yeah. You know? every, yeah. Sometimes I'll be the bad guy, and you'll be king, yeah. or I'll be bad guy, and someone else will be king, or someone else will be bad guy. So... People play off each other differently every show, and then the crowds are always differently, so the energy level is going to be different. Sometimes people are tired, 
And if you get a crowd that's not cheering so well, you're going to kind of stay tired the whole show. But if you got a yeah. crowd like tonight that's really energetic, mm -hmm. it really lifts your spirit and just helps you perform a lot better. Yeah. yeah. I, just speaking to that, I think that's one of the unique things about working here is that there are so many cast members that play the same parts that every time you come in, you're with a different person and you're saying the same words, but they everyone has their own little quirks and their own little ways of doing things um, that I've, I've never... In the theater that I've done, it's always just been one cast. I've never mm -hmm. gotten to experience this, like, Matt doing the king and then another person doing the king, and they're completely different, but they're both the king, and yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And you, you end up developing relationships. Like, John and John and I, as on stage, have a, we have lots of things that nobody knows about but make us laugh. But you, try, you never want to do that in front of a thousand people. But at the same time, like, for example, today, due to a, a scheduling thing, we don't have a trumpeter, and a trumpeter is supposed to signify a scene change at one particular time. We don't have that, so I watched John from the from my my seat realize that on his face, and he, it made me giggle because John went right. I have to make this transition into this thing, but he he was just thinking it, you know, and it went something like, "Your Majesty," you know, and I I started I started laughing so hard. John, I mean, yeah, just made me laugh. Yeah, the rapport between all of you guys were was was great in the show. Like, oh, thank you. even when you guys were reading out the school names, and it was just yeah. the French. Like, oh, you could, you could tell that you guys were playing off each other really well. Bane of my really existence, well. reading the French. Oh. I think that also comes familiarity We've all known each other for a little while. I know we've just hired an, 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 another new princess, and the first time I did a show with her, she was terrified, and it was because somebody else had rehearsed the part or with her, you know, and, and she came out on stage and she was like, yeah, it's very different. And she was trembling and I was just like, we're going to be okay. Don't worry. You know. Can I ask you guys about the other sort of stars of the show, which would be the animals? Yeah. Like, you mean the real stars? <laughs> <laughs> like it, it just blew me away, some of the things that they could do. And I was wondering a little bit about sort of what goes into training those animals. And then maybe if anyone has a story or two about something that maybe the animals were supposed to do that they decided oh. not to on that particular show. That happens almost every show. Yeah. yeah. Um, the horses are just like people. They... They want to do things sometimes, or they just don't feel like doing it that day. And sometimes you got to push them a little more to say, hey, you got to do this today. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's some riders that just can't handle that when a horse says, no, I'm not going to do it today. And then the horse will just take them for a ride. But then you'll get the people that get on them and, and are able to kind of stop them from doing that. So, yeah, they will try to cut corners and change things up every single day. It's just if you're a good enough rider, you're able to, to catch it quick enough and keep the show going the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, it, as for training them, it takes a long time to train them. Uh, every horse is different. So like, like I said, with knights or squires getting into the show as knights, it takes X amount of time per guy. It's, it's always going to vary depending on their aptitude for picking things up. Same with horses. Some horses are scared of everything, and you've got to just repeat, do repetitions of walking by a flag a thousand times for him mm -hmm. to get over it. Or some horses will walk by it in one time, and he doesn't care at all. Right. So it really, it's, it's dependent on the horse, really. Yeah, that's amazing. I was watching like when you were doing a lot of the uh, horse mounted combat and just swinging the swords and just like, mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, that's like really close, you know, <laughs> but the horses, you know, were actually, you know, their, their faces were, you know, away and, you know, like just to have to ride them sideways like that is yeah, really amazing. Yeah, 70% of my consciousness is going to riding and then there's 30% going to the fight. Like yeah. mostly I'm thinking about the horse and trying to keep the distance, trying to keep his head out of the way, like you said, and trying to keep them safe. And then the fighting and the acting comes in after that because... Keeping us and the horses safe is always number one priority. Yeah, that's amazing. And then in terms of the falcons, um, I unfortunately don't know how long it takes to train them, 
but we've definitely had shows where they'll land up in the rafters, and that's just it. Um, I did at least one show where the Falcon was up there the entire show. They just couldn't get it down. And sometimes it'll land up on the stage with us. Um, but again, like the horses, they're, they're animals. Like they're going to do, if it's not hungry, then it's I'm not hungry, and so I'm just going to sit up here for a bit. Um, they're just they're going to do what they're going to do, and you can train them as much as you want. But We used to have, sorry, John, you go ahead. Sorry, oh. I was just thinking of the or sometimes I find um, my horse is more secure on the cues than I am. You know, he he might have like a uh, a day where he's going real slow, and I'm trying to speed him up, and I'm like, "Come on, Iko, let's get going. We're gonna miss the lighting cue." He always makes it just in time. He's you know he's like, "No, no, I got this." Um, so, yeah. John John rides one of the biggest horses that we have in the castle, Frisian, right? We used to have two Frisians here, and uh, when I first started, I. I wasn't a competent rider, let's put it that way, right off the top, but we, I, I needed to go in the show. Like we, it was just one of those scenarios. Um, um, I was psych. And I got on this in my very first show, and so on top of all of that first show nerves and thousand people and all that actor schmactor stuff, I'm also sitting on an 850-pound animal that I'm not really confident I would be able to control. Yeah, yeah. And I swear on everything that horse looked back at me and said i got you kid don't worry <laughs> and he did and i did no problem and i was like I, i'm the greatest rider in the world for about a month and then i got on john's horse who is a bigger version um pico um and i was like I, this is a different animal like it's and and literally as kyle just said i thought i was the greatest thing in the world and that cur curtain opened and i just off like a oh, shot no. and i'm supposed to you know ride out and surely and wave at everybody. I ended up right next to the black and white knight. <laughs> and, I, and I was just like, keep smiling, keep smiling, <laughs> trying to move the animal. But, you know, again, it's, that's, it's the randomness of he knew, he's like, I, you, I don't got you. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many uh, animals are part of the cast? I saw three falcons in, on display, but I don't uh, know. Four with John. Four, uh, okay. 24 horses. And then... Wow. <laughs> yeah, 24 horses. And was it three, uh, we three have, falconers? Uh, I think four. Four, falconers. Four, 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 yeah. yeah. Four falcons, yes. And that's it. And two cats. Yeah, we have two cats. <laughs> what, what, really? Yeah, barn they're cats. barn cats. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I know that the, there are different castles all over mm -hmm. the world? North America? The States. The States. We're the only one in Canada. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. um, have you guys ever seen any of the other shows? Do you guys have the scripts? Like, they're are they the all same. the same scripts? They're all the same. Uh, right now, we're going through a transition period where some of the castles have the new show. <laughs> yeah. and some are just getting it, and some will be getting it in the months to come. Yeah. Uh, I've been to the California castle. I was flown there one time to help them out because they had a shortage of nights. Mm -hmm. So I went there to do the show for them. And everything's pretty much the same. We, we try and train everything so that everybody does things the exact same way. You can add your own little flair and style to certain things, but everything, all the stunts have to be done a specific way for that reason so that we can send nights to help each other out, and then nothing will still go wrong. Um, I think I remember reading somewhere that each castle is different, like each is based on oh, the something look of them? Yeah, yeah, the layout's different. Yeah. Um, all the castles in the States were built for medieval times, so they look like castles. Yeah. Um, and the interior layout, I believe, and the, where the, how the stage is, is also different. Yeah. Um, our building is the only like repurposed building. Um, so it's a little funky in that way. Some of the arenas are smaller, some are wider, yeah. some are thinner. Uh, and there's one castle, I think it's Florida, where the, the entrance, where the horses come out, is off to the left, and kind of like where Green Corner would be in our show. 
Hmm. So there are some little differences, but like the show choreography is all the same. Like our stage is, is the only one like that. Our stage is a little bit bigger than every other castle's. So when uh, we introduce new aspects of the show, like we put in the new educational show, you can watch corporate coming in going, right, this is the, ca okay, so you could move, you know, so you have a bit more playing room in the physicality on, on, the, on the deck as well. Um, and with regards to the history of the, uh, the show overall, uh, how long has there been Medieval Times, and then specifically Toronto? In Toronto, it's been 23 or 24 yeah, years. And I believe the company yeah. is like 34 years, I want to say. Yeah. We've actually had a night that's been here the whole time. In Toronto, yeah, oh, since yeah. Toronto opened. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. I was going to ask. So there hasn't one since the beginning. Wow. Yeah, yeah one night. He yeah. wasn't knighting since day one, but you know, He's, he started off as a squire, mm -hmm. and then he was a knight. And he got taken out of night to do stables, and then he went back to doing knighting. But he's been knighting for probably... He did falconry as well. Yeah, he does yeah. falconry. Wow, mm -hmm. done everything. Probably 15, 16 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, related to uh, uh, getting different roles, what does it take to become uh, king and uh, princess? Um, I mean, for me, I just answered uh, an audition call, uh, a casting call. So it was pretty much like any audition that I've done, which to be fair is mostly like community theater. So they sent me like the, the copy and I came in and performed it. Um, but it was pretty standard for me. Yeah, I have a, I have a, a professional theater background is where I came, come from. And uh, I was born in Toronto, but I had traveled in, you know, Canada's really big, but you have these ponds of work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you keep jumping from pond to pond as you work. And my mother was back on the East Coast, so she was getting on in years. And I was like, maybe I need to get closer to home. Heaven forbid something would happen. I'd lose a day in travel. So I was like, Toronto, I'm going to move back to Toronto. And I had been here for like a week or something like that. And a friend of mine from Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, she, uh, she was like, they're looking for a king. You should do that. And I, I, I immediately started laughing. Like I was just like, because there's this, and at the time, and there was this, there's this misconception from that old cable guy movie about what this place is, you know? Um, and then I did, I just, I read the thing and and I came in and auditioned for uh, Mike, who's our cast manager here. And then halfway through the second audition, I blanked on the line, so I improvised a bunch of Shakespearean nonsense. Yeah. No, I, I just read it twice in the one day. No, I did not have two auditions. Um, <laughs> professional. Um, and then Mike started laughing, and that's how, actually how I ended up getting the gig. Because um, he was filming it, and apparently the camera started shaking. So, <laughs> are the auditions for the MC and the pages slash nights sort of the same as this role? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I I was actually serving here, and I'd been ser and I'm an actor, and I'd been serving here for I think six months, and then um, I I heard they were hiring a new MC, so I thought ah I'll read for it. And yeah, there you go, and it went well, and it was pretty much the same. Uh, thing just went in. They gave me some uh, uh, some of the night intros to read, and so I just read those. But it's a little different than um, because there's because it's sort of an announcer sort of thing for a lot of it. It's almost like a like a medieval boxing announcer. So there's a certain musicality to it that's um, a little more unique than a lot of the other stuff I've done. Yeah. Uh, for the Knights and Squires, there's no audition. It's literally just an interview like any other job. Uh, but we send you out for an ergonomics test, which is basically a heart rate test, just to make sure that when you're running around in the sand, you do a lot of running as a squire. You're basically running back and forth for two hours straight. You're not going to die when you run around that much. So we test your heart, make sure you're good to go. You're in fairly good shape. 
and that's pretty much it. We teach you everything else from there. You don't need a background in anything. So the show is done in an English accent, um, which which is which is fantastic. <laughs> no, no, and it's it's not an English accent. It's 11th century Spanish. You're just hearing it as British. Oh, yes. right. Yes. So, oh, Logic, yes, of course. Beautiful. Yes, the castle is the TARDIS. <laughs> oh, okay, I like this. Um, <laughs> So I, I guess what I'm wondering is, do, do you have any type of language coach or any type of acting coach that no. needs to help make sure that the accent stays consistent among all of the actors? No. Um, for me, the, uh, the casting call just said you had to do a British accent, and so I did one. <laughs> yeah, also, also, everybody's accent is very sort of neutral British. It's not like Cockney Governor, you know what I mean? It's all very sort of down, right down the middle of the road. Um, and that's right across everybody from... from Anybody in the night department who has a speaking part right through us. Yeah, it's a type of British known as RP or received pronunciation. Um, basically, your standard BBC British that nobody actually speaks. That's just what we know as British. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, for, so I remember we were talking about the scripts and how yeah. there's a new script coming eventually. They haven't announced anything for Toronto, have no. they? No. I don't think so. I, I just want to. There's many a rumor running about. <laughs> I just want to see uh, Mal as a queen one day. Oh, hopefully one, one day. day. <laughs> I think Mal wants to see herself as a queen. <laughs> I'm already a queen. Let's be real. <laughs> uh, I have a couple, just two more short questions. Yeah. Uh, how much does the armor weigh? And also, uh, how many uh, weapons and shields are destroyed on average? <laughs> Uh, so per show, I would say there's about four nights Joust shields get destroyed, and then there's a rundown shield that gets destroyed from the bola and the lance, and then there's about four or five more combat shields that get destroyed. So we have a maintenance squire that's in the back, and he recut touches up all the shields and repaints them, sands them down, paints them again. Um, sorry, what was the first part of that question? Oh, uh, armor. Uh, armor. How much oh, armor? All together, I would say the boots. Chaps, you know, the chest armor, these, they don't weigh that much, but everything together is probably about 20, 25 pounds. So it's, it sucks a little in the beginning, but once <laughs> you get used to it, it's, it's not really that much. Uh, so before we go, I have a question for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kyle is going to be a first-time father in the coming year. Mm. So what advice do you have for him? Um, lots of, what are those little burping towels? Oh, yeah, they're going on your shoulder? Yeah, the ones that go on your shoulder. You think there's going to be enough? There's never going to be enough. Never. I heard that. <laughs> um, if, don't, don't be scared of, like, um, cloth diapers if you do plan on going that way. It, it saves you on money, but it's just a lot of laundry. We went cloth, and I think we're going to go cloth again with the second one that's you coming. You know what? One of our old knights here, the guy that's been here from the beginning, he has a kid. And when he uh, first had his kid, I think he did the cloth diapers, too. Hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not bad. And the good thing about working here is I'm here almost every day, so I won't have to do the majority of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, uh, and then when you get home at 11 p.m., <laughs> then I'll have to do it. So uh, no sleep for me. I was going to say get your sleep now um, because you know, you're going to have a little bit of time where you won't get any. Yeah. yeah. That's my I'm struggle trying to now. Think, I'm trying to think of anything else that would... Uh, yeah. Um, and then I guess the Star the, Wars... Um, uh, what order to show your kids Star Wars in? Oh yeah, you show your now. show your kids Star Wars in a, in a proper order, <laughs> stuff like that. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. What else do we? Some really good things. I'm more of a horror fan myself. 
Mm. <laughs> then you start with yeah. the classics, right? You go with Halloween before oh, you, you go, get to Nightmare. You go even further back. You can go with the Romero stuff, and yeah, then but before. not if your kid's only four, right? Like, mm, they will get. I, I saw Predator when I was five, and it was fun, my favorite movie. The CIA mm-hmm. got you pushing too many pencils. Yeah, <laughs> I saw so Aliens when I was way too young, and Exorcist. Oh yeah, me too. I love all those pictures. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, well, thank you guys for coming out. Do, do you have anything you want to say before, like anything about your show? It's great. I, I, come I fully, see it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, come see it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for uh, coming out and talking. For yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, thanks, uh, Matt, Mallory, John, and Kyle for coming on and, you know, talking to us. It was great having, you know... Uh, people from the show come and talk to us and oh, oh we should probably such a cool experience too eh? like yeah, they, they were they, they were so friendly and and they were so open and they, they wanted to share because you could you could tell the passion right that they had for what they do mm-hmm. right so when they were talking to us about it um like i just wanted to keep asking them questions i wanted to keep finding out more and more stories because it was so interesting yeah but i also wanted them to go home so <laughs> and yeah, they had done like, two shows that day already and it was quite late so <laughs> yeah yeah well well uh, Definitely the nights were there for two shows. I think Mal and uh, Matt just did the nighttime show. So, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Oh, but not saying that they do less work. I'm just saying the, the <laughs> nights probably wanted to go to bed. Um, the um, Yeah, and we, we should also thank the people at Medieval Times, Francesca in particular, for inviting us out to the show to, to experience it and, you know, share it with our families and see what they thought yeah, about it. It was a great experience. Dude, thank you. Did we did we talk about our partners liking the show? I I know mine yes. mine did. Oh, everyone loved oh, it. Oh yeah, mine, mine did for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure before we we uh we went off. And also, um, the awesome people at Medieval Times have given us a a family pass. That's a four person pass to come see the show. And we're actually going to be giving that away to one of you lucky listeners to that uh, listen to the show. So. There, there, there will be details and all of that stuff up on our Facebook page, our Twitter page, and um, also our website. So um, once this web, this uh, podcast goes up, you can head over to one of those and you know try and win an awesome trip over to Medieval Times. So awesome. thank you, fantastic. Th- th- thanks, uh, Mike. Thanks, uh, Steve, for coming out. Thanks for having uh, me. Uh, thanks. Yeah. No. And where, where, where can people get a hold of us, Steve? Well, you can send us an email at uh, podcast at geekswithkids.ca, or you can follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidscn, or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkidspodcast. Also, we have an Instagram at uh, instagram.com slash geekswithkids. And as always, you can find all of our episodes at libsyn.geekswithkids.com or on your favorite podcasting service. Uh, and yeah. If you, and if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a stars, thumbs up, and all that stuff. Um, I'm also going to start putting all of this stuff back up on geekswithkids.ca. Um, I have been lax in that department because all of our episodes have been showing up on uh, Libsyn, Libsyn. So yeah. I, I didn't think there was a need for both but if i'm gonna have a contest on there i might as well put it up there in all its glory right right excellent so so for the geeks with kids i'm eric thanks for listening and this is steve this is mike have a good one bye bye
Oh, oh wait, should we say cheerio? Cheerio! <laughs> Did they really Ha-ha! say that in medieval times? Ha-ha. <laughs> Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Yes. Ha-ha. Good night to you, uh, to all of you lords and ladies. Nah. Nah. <laughs>